0: Don't you see? He's got us now. Okay, this is exactly what he wants. We can't go to the police. Not now. He's made sure of that. He's just out there, and he's watching us and waiting. What
1: are you waiting
0: for, huh?
1: Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan.
2: And I'm Greg. I was mildly distracted um, by the bottle of Juniper Cabernet Sauvignon sitting in front of me. Mm, Small batch. Small batch. I wanted to make sure I was reading it correctly. You know, we were like, is it Juniper Estate? Is it Juniper Vineyard?
1: Just Juniper Margaret River. Just
2: Juniper. It's kind of like Prince.
1: You're like Cher.
2: Or... Madonna. Yeah, you got more than that. I lose. That's if you get two in a row. Beyonce. Ah, stop it. Okay, I get Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's not one. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, welcome to Double Impact. Oh, you did that bit. I did that. Um, it is good to be back again. It's another Friday night here in Sydney in the studio HQ. Um, 1997 again.
1: Yeah, I realised that in the prep. So We've, did I. we've stacked two 1997s. How'd you go? Can you take us back to 1997?
2: I will take us back to 1997. Thank you for inquiring. Um, (laughs) Look, if you listened last week to our episode of Face
1: Off. And if you didn't, what are you doing? Hit pause, go back. Yeah.
2: It's probably going to be a better episode than this. And then come back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that. So, yeah, as I said, 1997, now you're, you're up to date on Face Off uh, but it's worth calling out 1997 in a year of TV context. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a few big characters that were born on the little screen that year, yeah, or at least the TV series version of them was born. Mm. Daria. So obviously we did uh, Mike Judge's Office Space a few weeks ago. Yeah, remember Daria? No, 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 no. Yeah, I love that show. I love Daria as well. But a little bit closer to home for our episode today, it was the first. Season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, starring our girl uh Sarah Michelle Gellar. I love Michelle. This is in the summer. We need sizzles. <laughs> Remember that ad for Michelle's Patisserie?
1: Yeah. Not until you just said it.
2: Wow. Uh So uh, Joss, not Josh, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, the Hollywood type. He this apparently. Buffy as a character came about after um, his aversion to the you know little vulnerable blonde girl always dying first or dying in yeah. some stage of the film, and he wanted to create a, a hero, a of a sorts. female hero, subvert that idea, create some sort of hero, yeah, for, for the women. Um, turns out he's a bit of an asshole. See, it's interesting. So there's <laughs> stuff coming out recently where yeah, there's this
1: huge contradiction in his like feminism, yeah. uh, persona. That's right. Versus the reality. Uh huh even um specifically i think just in the last week the guy that played um cyborg in justice league was talking about what an asshole he was yeah. on set he wasn't talking about the female thing specifically but apparently there's some issue
2: yeah he's quite there was he's quite quite the bully he um yeah. well that's what's coming out anyway allegedly apparently gal gadot didn't want to do a sex scene is it under- oh,
1: that was it. That was part of
2: it. She was like, no, this, that's, this It was. Like-
1: it was when the flash falls on top of her and like hands on the boobs like, and is embarrassed and waka, 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 how embarrassing. She didn't participate in that scene. They just in post stitched it together.
2: Yeah. She was like, I'm not doing that. That undermines the character. I don't yeah. know if I'm not too familiar with the scene or its relevance in the film. Gal didn't want to do it. She was too busy making TikToks or something. <laughs> singing Imagine. Um, singing Imagine. So anyway, so these went, yeah, that's cool. I'll just superimpose you into that. So Yeah, you didn't have a choice. Copped a bit of flack for that one. Fair enough. Uh, a couple of other little bits for the, for the Buffy. Katie Holmes actually turned down the role.
1: Of Buffy? Of Buffy. She I won- don't think my little teenage heart could have handled that. <laughs> that's too much.
2: You're already Joey. Well, she wasn't yet oh, Joey. Oh, she wasn't yet Joey. And he obviously did Dawson's Creek. Yeah, she did. Yes. Did, no, is that not Joss Whedon? No, it's this guy. Oh, it's, of course. Oh, I'm getting confused now. <laughs> it's this guy, but this guy's not Joss. No. Yeah, of course. Okay. My world's. I just got completely tripped over my my. Well, it's all s- this entangled web
1: because he has. A, so the guy we're talking about, the guy that wrote this movie, we'll get into more of this as we go into it. But um, Kevin Williamson, the writer also of Scream, the writer of this movie, also very much putting females as the heroic yep. protagonist. Uh-huh. Um, although this one gets saved by Freddie Prinze Jr. So how strong kind could of. she have been? Oh, we don't,
2: want to spoil, we don't want to spoil the surprises of this one. I don't
1: think I could spoil it because I'm not sure I know what happened in this movie.
2: Yeah, my we'll synopsis is <laughs> it's an estimate at best.
1: There was? Uh, yeah, okay. No, nah, sorry. Okay, so
2: a, quick, a couple of other quick ones. Um, yeah. So Katie Holmes turned out in her role. She wanted to go to sc- finish a certain level of school before she um, ended up obviously in Dawson's Creek. Fair um, enough. Yeah, good on her. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar auditioned for the role of Cordelia, originally the, the hot, charisma, carpenter chick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Knew that name. Yeah, you did <laughs> from that back was, in those days. She was something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's that, and then Angel David Boreons, mm. he apparently just was some guy who lived down the road from the casting director's friend. So why didn't that shit happen to us
1: when well, we were young and good looking?
2: I don't, I know, I kind of never looked like him. Close enough. Yeah. Not really for me personally. <laughs> yeah, you probably got a, a David Borion's dimensional.
1: I can do a brow, a heavy
2: brow. Um, it's mostly a he heavy brow. There's no red hair or bald head or <laughs> white skin. I was more of a spike. Yeah, you could have been a spike. I did have blonde hair at one point.
1: We'd have to be Giles now. Is that his name? Giles? I've got to finish the, the David Borion's thing. Sorry. We would have to be Giles. That's fucked. <laughs>
2: He's probably younger than we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that guy? He's probably 28. <laughs> uh, he's probably ripped. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like Flanders. Like Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> stupid, uh, sexy, stupid, sexy. Giles. 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 Is his name Giles? I don't know. He's English. It, let's go with But He Giles. wears glasses and he I'm hangs on. out in a
2: library. Jeeves, Giles. Giles. Yeah. So he David Borans was some guy, and the and the casting director's friend was like, hey. I know you're trying to fill that role. There's this heaps hot guy that walks his dog on my street who kind of just sounds like this character you're trying We're to fill. Wearing trench coats and shit. Probably. Yeah. And so then they just went, do you want to be in this movie? And then I don't know if he was an acting guy that just happened. I don't know. Yeah,
1: but, like a Harrison Fordy type thing.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, interesting. Um, which is good for him. Fucking great thing. So he, he went on to do
1: Bones, which he? was a big, one of those shows that I don't know why it's the thing, but it was on for ages. And Yeah, I'm
2: saying he was making bank. He road. makes
1: so much bank on that shit.
2: You know, America's a big place. There's heaps of them. Mm -hmm. Heaps. So, look, I feel like I've wasted a lot of people's time on this, so I'll wrap it there. That's ninety-seven.
1: What a year! Mm -hmm. Massive, massive year. Big year for TV. Big year for television. Big big year for the big screen too. Ah. I'm not going to touch the top ten this week because we did it last week. It's the same damn year. But maybe I'll touch on some of the deeper cuts. This is the year of Batman and Robin. Bat nipples and such. This is the year of Scream 2. Goodwill Hunting and Con Air came out this same year. Um, but there was one, one little movie mm-hmm. that came in at number 31 that okay, year. Okay. Okay. Called I Know What You Did Last Summer. This came out in October of
2: 1997,
1: trying to get that sweet, sweet
2: Halloween money. Oh, I thought you were going to say perfect time for the awards season. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. It's posturing for Oscar season. Um, Budget of $17 million, uh, return of 125.2 mil. It's profit, baby. That's profit. That's money in the bank. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes' critic score is 42%. Audience score, 40%. Yeah, sounds about right. Yep. Yeah, not to show all my cards just yet, but uh, it's going to be one of those episodes, I think which are few and far between, I'm pretty excited to not like a movie. Oh, really? Well, I speak for myself here. I don't know what Greg thinks yet. Was this a big one for you back in the day?
2: Um, was this a big one? Look, it was there. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was a big movie. No. I, I would have watched it. I mean, there was a couple of was big, big, big reasons you? to watch it. <laughs> so. This-
1: <laughs> This is interesting because everyone was on Jennifer Love Hewitt Mania. Yeah. And I wasn't. You and weren't? I don't say that as like, well, not for me. It just honestly I didn't it wasn't a thing. Yeah. And we'll get into the Rewatch and I'm, now I'm like, oh okay, I kinda get it. But I wasn't but then I just was had zero interest in her. I was, I was all hip. about Ryan Philippi. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I was definitely more Sarah Michelle Gellar. That was like Interesting. Yeah. It was a you can't like both. It's like Biggie and Tupac. Why not?
2: I've got to choose. You like both.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. You're more mature than me. I felt <laughs> like I would be cheating on Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, yeah. I mean, you know, as a mid-puberty, I think yeah. this film delivered what it was intended to, which, <laughs> which was a was? rush of hormone, harmonic <laughs> feelings.
1: This might have even been one, what year was it, 97? Because this era, when we do movies around this era of the 90s, this is like seeing it at the cinema with mates. Yeah. And there's a lot of movies like this of the era like Scream and then all those weird horror movies that weren't very good but they were also just kind of teen movies with a horror movie template like Urban Legend and like all that shit. I think I watched maybe not this one but – Bunch of those at like a movie marathon at Macquarie Center. Oh, nice! Remember that was like the only thing you could do as a teenager. Well, I was, yeah, because yeah, that showed three movies in a row from midnight till six am or whatever. Yeah, because I'm it's on the cans sick. at this point. Because I mean, you're already ready. Yeah. So
2: you're, you know, I'm, I was innocent. Yeah, this is that. where This is probably. I was the,
1: getting sticker photos and trying to pick up chicks at Macquarie Center kind of thing. Yeah, you're, you're probably
2: are, getting more chicks at Macquarie Center than I was at, <laughs> at House the
1: Partners. park, <laughs> drinking in the park across the street. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah,
1: it was it was amongst those. Yeah. But never, I mean, Scream was the good one. Yeah. And the rest were just like, I think it didn't like a new era of movies, and a lot of them just copied the template. The, yeah, but like not the actual Scream. depth of it, just the appearance of it. Yeah, you get some good-looking teens together, and they someone's all stabby-stabby. Yeah. And
2: you're good. Couple a couple of deaths there. Hey, so was this my recommendation or yours? I think this was yours. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was thinking that as I said Because I was like Is this a big movie for you? Like nah <laughs> I'm pretty sure you picked it Oh <laughs> uh, yeah but I pick, I picked But like, it's more of the curiosity Yeah Yeah I've got movies like that coming up Where I'm like Because me and Greg We choose four each For each batch uh-huh. of ten Yep The tenth being a Jean-Claude Van Damme And then the ninth being a bit of a wild card But some of them It's not so much that it was a massive movie for us But you just There's genuine curiosity And like How does that hold up these
2: days? I don't know. Because Scream, I think I'll probably enjoy Scream. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I will. I think that was pretty good and and genre breaking. Yeah. Whereas this was, I thought this was going to be pretty shit.
1: And we are trying to do not just, we don't want every episode to be a love fest. Yeah. Like this premise is trying to decide what holds up and what's best left in the past and everything seems to hold up (laughs) because we keep picking (laughs) like the best movies ever. Yeah. Like Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. That was good. Well, should I get into the origin story?
2: Uh, I think yes. Origin Story. So this
1: movie was based on a book. Keep going. A book called I Know
2: What You Did Last Summer. Based on a novel. Is it a novella? <laughs>
1: Maybe just a regular novel. came out in 1973 by mm. Lois. Wow. Lois, like Cher. What
2: was I, her surname, please? I don't know. Please Because <laughs> I it. didn't write it down. Oh, really? I didn't write it down. Oh, I'm I like,
1: look at my notes. I'm like, what did I? <laughs> Lois. Lois. Like Cher. But I thought it was interesting in 1973 because I thought it was bizarre. Not bizarre. No offence to any listeners out there, but some of the main characters, Barry and Helen, like it's a bit weird.
2: <laughs> I and Julie. And Julie, yeah. There, you wouldn't call them um, archetypical teen names in 1997, I would have thought.
1: If it was written in 1997, it would be Isaiah, Chad, Brit- Jackson, Brittany, and Brittany.
2: <laughs> I think I had this conversation with Carol during the film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. old timey names. Yeah. Like, I, like Carol. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Where's she? Carol, in this film? were you written in 1973? Maybe she was. Maybe.
1: Uh the book is a little bit different though it's less it's not a horror book I was going to say it's not a horror movie it's definitely not a horror movie it's not a slasher movie it's not a slasher book it is more a sad story more of a drama with some scary things happening but mm. instead of hitting a fisherman they hit a small child on a bicycle oh goodness the small child dies they still get the note in some form i don't know i can't confirm whether the handwriting was quite as spectacular and mm. neat
2: yeah, and it's animated.
1: It was great writing. It's light. It was like a, it's like a better version of Comic Sans. It was a Post-it. Yeah, I would. It's like the default thing on the Post-it pack yeah. that shows how to use it. That should be a font. I would. I
2: would use that. It's a nice font. Mm. Um, for a, for a fisherman. And
1: basically, especially. the the brother of the kid that died. I don't know if this is the twist or what, but he he's, uh, he comes back from the war, and he's he's the bad guy essentially he's he's hunting them down. Yeah, right. But in, in terms of hunting them down, like it's not like this. It's he just, does shoot someone in the stomach but he survives and whatever, whatever, whatever. Or just seeking revenge. Yeah, and in the end they confess and that's kind of it. I guess it's a morality tale or whatever. Um, so it's more of just a human drama. Sounds good. I've read mixed reviews but I think it's like a popular book. I think a lot of people read it.
2: What's the Rotten Tomatoes version of literature? Is there... I don't know. What's a, more, what's a more intellectual fruit than a tomato? Quince. Quince. Rotten quince. There you go. What is a quince?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, anyway, this, this book exists <laughs> for some time. Um, plus minus 20 years later, a producer named Eric Feig uh-huh. or Feig said, mm-hmm. uh, hey, let's make this a movie with a twist. It'll be a slasher movie. And so he hires a young writer by the name of Kevin Williamson to write it. Ah, I'm listening. He makes all these changes that we've come to know. Um, it's a, a small fisherman town and the hook and all these types of things. Um, and, yeah, as part of that ties it to an old American urban legend of the idea of the man with the hook. Is that, um, is that a thing? It's a thing. I've got a bit on that. Should I give the a The man bit with of that? the hook. The man with the hook. is an urban legend. so the basic premise of the man with the hook is… Candyman? No, a young man couple. The young man.
2: (laughs) Man (laughs) couple. Sorry, that's. I'm I'm reading my diary entry again. One of them (laughs) man couples over
1: here. (laughs) I certainly read my dream journal. Um, (laughs) 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 Oh my goodness. Young couple cuddling in a car with the radio playing, you know, on Lover's Lane or whatever. Of course. And um, suddenly a news bulletin. Reports that a serial killer's escaped from the nearby institution. The killer has a hook. Um, they decide to leave quickly. And in the end, the killer's hook is either found hanging on the door handle or embedded on the door itself, depending on who's telling the story. There's all the little embellishments people make. Yeah. Um, sometimes, even, you know, they're making out in the car and the boyfriend sees a figure in the distance and is like, hey, hey. And he goes chasing down. Car- can't find him. Comes back and his his girlfriend's been hooked. Oh
2: yeah. Dead. What about the banging on the roof? Yeah, thing? yeah the banging on the, the roof head is thing.
1: The bang on the roof. Is that, yeah, that's part of it too. Oh, I know that yeah, one. Yeah. That scared the shit out of me. She's banging on the roof and goes out and it's the, boy, the psycho with head. The boyfriend's head. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be what happens in the urban legend movie. I'm keen to do that now, actually. But um, yeah. Can so we there's do it right there's a now? few variations on it, but um. The first known publication of this urban legend was in 1960. Mm -hmm. Printed in an advice column called Dear Abby, which was syndicated across a bunch of newspapers across America, apparently Mm -hmm. back in those days. Mm -hmm. So this is where this hook story originated, I guess. So this is a origin story, pre-origin story in some ways. So this was written as a letter. Dear Abby, if you're interested in teenagers, you'll print this story. I don't know whether it's true or not, but it doesn't matter because it served its purpose to me. The fellow and his date pulled into their favourite lover's lane to listen to the radio and do a little necking. Necking? Necking. That's a... Sounds very 60s. The music was interrupted by an announcer who said there was an escaped convict in the area who'd served time for rape and robbery.
2: We up the evening talkies to tell you about an underway crimes indication. It's described as
1: having a hook instead of a right hand. Now the couple became frightened and drove away. And when the boy took his girl home, he went around to open the car door for her.
2: Mm-hmm. That's chivalry.
1: Yeah, oh. but what was he seeing on this very car door? He saw a hook on the door handle. I will never park to make out Lane as long as I live. I hope this does the same for other kids. So it seems like it was used as like a, now you kids, don't you go out there necking because you'll mm-hmm. get hooked.
2: Rubber necking.
1: Rubber necking and such, exactly. So, yeah, in some ways it's an adaptation of a book called I Know He Did Last Summer and a classic American urban legend. And he had a little flavour of the beachside town and the fishermen specifically, mm-hmm. yada, 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 yada. Needless to say, um, Lois, was not happy about any of this and she says they deliberately just kept her pretty far away from this project. No she's not gonna be into how they're butchering her story from her point of view. I mean it's a different story. It's a different story. But there's a lot of specific things that still happen. So like the when they go to Anne Hayesh's house, pretend the car's broken down, they do that in the Uh book. So there's quite a bit in there. I guess the structure it's applying the hook story to the structure that she had written.
2: Mm, okay. With the, with the last summonness. Was Anne Haish in the book? Yeah. Actually Anne Haish? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Inside the book. Mm, yeah, that's what I mean. Like Jumanji. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then what point do they go, we need some sexy teenagers?
1: Well, I think there were sexy teenagers in the in the book too. Ah, of course. Sexy
2: teenagers. Yeah.
1: But this this movie's not happening. It stalls. You oh. could say it's in De- development. development. Oh. oh. So it's so nice. But then in 1996, a little movie called Scream comes out mm-hmm. by a writer named Kevin Williamson mm-hmm. who wrote this movie. And suddenly Hollywood's like, I want to <sighs> be in the Kevin Williamson business. What else you got? And he's like, i got to know what you did last summer. It's ready to roll. Let's do it. Green light, fast track, comes out the next year.
2: Isn't, it just, isn't Hollywood fascinating? Don't they froth for it as soon as they get a sniff of a trend? Yeah. All in, yeah. Over here, no, no, no.
1: And he later did a movie called Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Yeah, did you heard of that one?
2: Yeah, it's got Katie Holmes in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was the first thing he ever wrote. So it's like they're just like, what else have you got? Give me more. Give yeah, me more. Give yeah. me more. It's funny. They're, um,
2: they're in the his business. What's his name? Williams. Kevin Williamson. The Kevin business. Williamson built. Yeah. Is he any relation to John Williamson, Australian we can only folk singer John Williamson? A true blue. Is it me or yeah. you?
1: Is it mom and dad? Bird and
2: bird and bird. <laughs> Weren't they petitioning for that to be our new anthem?
1: Fair enough. He sings about Vegemite. Doesn't get much more Australian
2: than that. I'd rather you make out of footy before a game than yeah, Hits you in the field. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, let's round this out with cast. Uh, I only found one interesting pre casty which was Melissa Joan Hart. She turned down the oh, the, ah, the
2: teenage witch herself. Yeah, she turned it down because she
1: thought it was a bit of a scream rip-off.
2: Yeah, I mean good call.
1: Yeah, fair enough. But but this was the star making turn for a lot of these shit actors. So probably she probably should
2: have made hay while the sun was shining. Exactly.
1: So not quite a not, not quite a pre but a classic, classic nineteen ninety seven switcheroo here. General, Jennifer Love Hewitt actually auditioned for Helen. And Sarah Michelle Geller for Julie. 1997. The, no, where say? Get it together. 1997. Seven. 97 oh, the switcheroonies. with the switcheroonies. Oh my god! Face off. Those comic book artists that no one's
2: heard of. Trebek and the other guy. Yeah,
1: my god. Crazy. I don't know what we're talking about. I listen to the face off episode. I don't. I, we don't need to explain it. Um, but to round out cast, obviously got those guys. You got Freddie Prince Jr. You got Ryan Phillippe, Bish Bash Bosh. You got yourself a movie. Then you have yourself a party, rap
2: party. Now this at the Viper. Room. Will they have got into the Viper Room? Probably, because they're celibatized.
1: Well, they are all a bit young, weren't they? The only one over 21 who had just turned 21 was Freddie Prince Jr. He had to buy the beers for the group.
2: the beers for the crew. Mm. That would have been a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's play the trailer.
0: Oh, my God. I think he's dead. We can't just leave him here. Oh, tell me, little Miss Prelaw, what's the charge for manslaughter? We make a pact right here and now we take the
1: sorry grave. For the last year, four friends have kept a secret. Are you on drugs? No. Well then what is wrong? I've had a rough year.
0: But not all secrets stay buried.
2: somebody sent this to me oh my god someone knows
0: I know what you did last summer ooh what they thought would be a new beginning toast to us is becoming a dead end somebody tried to kill you last night we have to go to the police if he wanted me dead he could have done it and the mistake they made it was an accident there was no accident it was murder what if he's still alive hey what are you doing here
1: is coming back to haunt them
0: oh my god he's after me too I got a letter. I got run over. Helen gets her hair chopped off. Ah! Julie gets a body in a trunk, and you get a letter? That's balanced.
2: She's waiting for us to unravel.
1: <laughs> the wait is over.
2: What are you waiting for, huh? <laughs> what are
1: you waiting for?
2: last summer
1: Mm. what the fuck was this what happened in this movie greg
2: okay so i'm not sure yeah
1: um you know what i was watching it about halfway through i made a note like i can't remember how this ends and then i'm like you know why i can't remember how this ends because i don't understand how
2: what happened i remember the final scene but there's a Passage of about 20 There's minutes. There's a little
1: bit in the middle. that They rush through and I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa.
2: Yeah. Huh? Who's this? Yeah, I missed what it happened? completely. I might have walked, I might have got a Cornetto. Yeah. I've been eating a lot of Cornettos lately.
1: And some people, maybe fans, maybe, maybe yelling at us right now, like, no, this happened, this happened. Yeah, hey, well, it wasn't clear. Yeah. I've read up since and I'm, I've got most of the pieces, I think, but this movie doesn't quite explain what the fuck's going on.
2: Yeah, well, I, it doesn't. And but you can. This synopsis. We'll get. Confusion. We'll only get us so far. <laughs> Four fuckwit kids <laughs> living in a small seaside town, Southport, North Carolina. It's the fourth of July, and they're at a house party. They ditch the house party and go for a sexy time on the beach with sex. Barry, the main fuckwit, can't drive because he's drunk. So sensible and boring, but gene- generically handsome, Ray. Who's like a poor man's Keanu drives? Oh, yeah. Barry is out of the sunroof and drinking and speeding and it's cool. Drops some booze and distracts Freddie Prinz. Uh, and they run someone over. Boom! They hit something. Ah! They so get out of the car. There's some blood there. He got the blood splattered on his face at the sunroof. <laughs> and they're deliberating on the road what they're going to do. It's Barry's car. Yeah, And Barry's drunk. They're like, they'll never believe that I wasn't driving. Yeah, got a manslaughter. Mm. So they're freaking out. They're freaking out. There's not a, there's not a rational, clear thinking amongst them. Well, she's close. She's close, but she kind of gets bullied. Yeah, she acts like a, she doesn't. She doesn't stand for it. She just kind of goes along with it. Yeah, folds her arms and scowls. Yeah. We're talking about Julie. Julie's not really into it. Yeah. So next minute, they're dumping this body. Off, a, off the bloody, off some little wharf down the road. Like, yeah. way to get rid of a body, just drop it off a wharf. At didn't shore. seem
1: all that secluded or anything.
2: It was looked like a busy port. It's
1: like jumping off a Darling Harbour. Yeah. Barangaroo. Yeah. On the ferry wharf.
2: <laughs> but get this, the guy's not dead. Yeah. But they kind of panic and they throw him in the water anyway. And then. They punch him a couple, someone hits oh, him. Oh, they give him a yeah. few kicks. Yeah, yeah, that'll seal the deal. Yeah, get dead couple of you, they quiet dare. And anyway, so then Barry dives in the water after this guy to wrestle the tiara off him from the not-dead guy because when not-dead guy fell in, he grabbed the tiara mm. off Sarah Michelle Gellar's head because she'd just won, you know, Miss Beauty Pageant person. Yeah. And so he dives in after the not-dead guy and then wrestles this off him. The guy's clearly still alive. Yeah. And then he just, like, pushes him off. He's like, ah, no, you're going to die, mate. Yeah, and then the guy opens his eyes and looks at him, and they just still let him drown. So several
1: signs of life there.
2: Like mate, you, you just pull this guy back. Anyway, yeah, that's bizarre. Uh, but he falls to his watery grave. Oh, so we think. Yeah. So fast forward a year, uh, you can tell it's been a tough year for Julie. She's at uni or college. This was yeah. where they were graduating. They're off doing off to the different directions. You know, apparently. When you're in America and you graduate, you don't, you're don't. no longer friends with the people you went to high school with because you all go to different places. So yeah. I assume you don't become friends anymore. Often, friends. Uh, yeah,
1: especially if you kill someone together.
2: Yeah, well, I guess I'll give them that. Yeah. Um, and you know it's been a tough year for Julie because her hair is no longer curly. There's no, <laughs> there's no bounce Yeah. in her, in she her needs to, hair.
1: Uh, she needs to give it a wash.
2: Yeah, it's straight and she has ugly girl makeup on. <laughs> so she goes back to Southport for the 4th of July holidays. Coincidence? Mm. Maybe not. Uh, we really get a sense that she's had a tough year. She's, you know, gone from being Middle Miss Perfect to Little Miss Emo. Yeah. Um, it's only been twelve months since they saw each other, but they reunite um, and they carry on like they're the kids from Stephen King's It, being reunited after Pennywise awakes from his twelve years, sl- twenty seven years slumber. Oh yeah, good Because they're like, oh. Better recognise you. It's been a year. Been a, a year, 12 months. I've got some good friends I don't see in a year. Yeah. Oh, I better recognise you. Yeah. So anyway, someone had left a note in rather jovial, as you say, what what comic songs was it, font? Yeah. Saying, I know what you did last summer, exclamation mark. I thought the exclamation mark was a lovely touch.
1: Yeah. It could have been a smiley face in the o, but I would otherwise- have
2: gone with dot, dot, dot. Yeah. It was like the logical. Yeah. No. Needless to say, this scares her and she goes and finds the old buddies. They're really a nah, Barry's even more (laughs) of an asshole.
1: Um, He's a real fucking He's a real jerk. plays it
2: perfectly. And then they go into Scooby Dooby Doo mode in the time mystery machine there, trying to find out who's stalking them, the me Dan Hesh. I don't really understand what happens next. Yeah. And then that's the end. Yeah.
1: Because the movie opens with some guy. You probably forgot that, right? <laughs> forgot. Because it doesn't. The, how does it open? Well, I think that's the
2: guy. Oh, sitting on the. Yeah. That's the guy they hit.
1: No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. Should we just hit the. You should address this quick. Let's yeah, address yeah, this feels, from the top. It feels like. A- because this is my main rewatch thing is just like, I don't understand what happened. And I've been looking. I didn't want to watch it again. And no, no, neither. I, Other movies i would be like, well, I'll watch it again, let it Yeah, good. yeah,
2: like Face Off. Yeah. I'll give that a second crack because I know something was up there.
1: And I, so what happened was Anne Heche's brother, I think was that guy in the beginning on the cliff reading something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And apparently, apparently the, the murderer, the bad guy in this movie, killed that guy just before he got hit by the car. Right, but I don't know why he killed that guy, and he left him to do with,
2: something to do with his daughter or something.
1: Yeah, but I don't know what happened to his daughter. That might have been in there, and I missed it. So. Some, there was a,
2: there was some, there was a, there was unrequited love or unre, you know. And now again, like a maybe, Romeo and Juliet situation. Maybe it's, situation. Maybe maybe it's in was in a there. Romeo
1: and Juliet thing. It could have been. This is Shakespeare the sequel, yeah. sequel to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. part two. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, but the thing is, we watch movies like this every week, and I don't think we've ever been that lost in the plot. So we're not idiots. No. We, we may be idiots, but we're not stupid. We're and, not stupid idiots. Yeah, we're not stupid idiots. And I couldn't.
2: I, yeah, maybe was, it's just be, it maybe it's just beyond our comprehension. I think we just don't have the critical eye. Yeah, it's like Ulysses. Like if you and I picked up James Joyce's Ulysses, we'd probably struggle to read it. That's true. Because we're not at the capa- you know the mental capacity required.
1: Well, I take quite quite great comfort. You can't even talk, motherfucker. <laughs> I take great comfort in the fact that um friend of the show Roger Ebert had ah, this of like one of his worst about. worst movies of all time. Does I was, he? Yeah. I
2: almost I almost always check what the great EB had yeah, he gave a 1 star out of 4. So he also saw nothing in his pile of shit. Yeah. Yeah, that is good.
1: Yeah. But how was the rewatch aside from the, um, the confusion there?
2: Look, what did I write down here, dear? Uh rewatch. Uh I've written pretty low.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, what was happening here? Yeah. And then I said, Do you mind explaining the plot to me, Tristan? <laughs> Which we've kind of just covered.
1: <laughs> I like that I preempted your
2: question. <laughs> yeah. And there they were also I tell you what I didn't they were all dickheads.
1: Yeah, they weren't really likable. Um the Freddie is, Prince doesn't do much, and I think that's because they want you to think he's the killer for eight seconds later on.
2: Yeah. But he's got no lines. Yeah. And then there's the but they sort of see this thing at the beginning, like he's like the poor kid hanging out with the rich kids. Yeah, but
1: that doesn't really amount to anything. But oh, maybe that would be his motive. I don't know. That's uh, weird.
2: No. Nah. But it's boring.
1: That's a that's a fundamental issue.
2: Yeah. How long does it go for? It's pretty uh,
1: short. It's yeah, it's not super long, but it's not scary. It's not scary. Like, I mean, I have, we haven't done Scream yet, so not to get too carried away. But I was scared in Scream.
2: Okay. Like, there's no fright. There's even. no fright.
1: The idea of this man is not scary to me. And I why? could take what? him. He's not intimidating. He's not intimidating whatsoever. If he caught me while I was asleep, yeah, or my back to him, sure. But if he's running towards me, I'll just fight him. But why? <laughs> did- there's no issue there. And a hook is scary. Candyman's
2: scary. Candyman's heap scary. I'm just to hit to people even with the back it.
1: of the hook too often too.
2: Yeah, well that's a good like touch up routine, you know, before you yeah. give him the final blow there.
1: Yeah. Most of the performances are pretty bad. Ryan Philippi. I hated him so Felipe. much. There's, it's Philippi. No, it's not. I heard it from Reese Witherspoon's mouth. Really?
2: Yeah. It's, but they're divorced. She hates him.
1: <laughs> She's trying to ruin his reputation. Correct. by this. When Ari divorces me, she'd be like, it's Burel. <laughs> it's Tristan Burel. <laughs> there
2: you go. You know, you know what I'm saying.
1: Um, I don't like him in this. Mm. Well, I mean, A, you could argue it's his character. He's meant to be a dish bag, But also he comes across as quite the bad actor.
2: How do you know this is even related?
1: You did a lot of things last summer.
0: Yeah, well, only one murder comes to mind.
2: You shut the hell up! Atrocious actor. It's crazy
1: because to me as a youth, I thought, why isn't he bigger? Like later on, uh, we'll get more into some of where are they are. Yeah, here, we'll, go,
2: we'll get into it later. I, would, but I, th- I, I d- wouldn't completely discredit his. I think, cool intentions, I need to rewatch, but I, my memory of that is that he's good in that. Yeah, I don't know. He's probably not. He might, he might not be. I thought he was cool when I was a kid. So I don't want to. Complain. Yeah, me too.
1: No, me too. This is the, this is the thing for me, and I and he was and for, Reese Witherspoon was blowing up, and I was like, "Well, when's his time to shine?" Never I happened. actually
2: thought, I was like, "How did she pull him?" Yeah, yeah, but now I think kind of
1: the opposite. Oh, I forgot. Yes, I forgot how much scary movie drew on this movie specifically, because I've realized now I watched scary movie a lot more than I watched this. And so each of the yeah, story bits, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the boxing,
2: the, yeah, there was bits in this that I thought so much, oh, and other, just, the, the yeah. stage, the, the stage, yes, yeah, yeah. I thought that all these,
1: I thought it was going to happen differently, and I realized, oh no, that's Scary like, Movie.
2: Oh, well, well, it's ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. was watching it, and, and the
1: like Scary Movie borrows from this more than Scream, I think, maybe because this whole movie, the drive, they hit the person, all of it was this. Yeah, and I'm more familiar with that. <laughs> than I am with this. Are you talking and about? And I got so confused by bit, all of it.
2: The bit where Sarah and Michelle Geller's on stage and she starts screaming. Yeah, yeah. And I thought they were going to go, oh, the, she's amazing she's acting. acting. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Because why are they holding her back otherwise? Yeah, why are you stopping her? She's asking for help. She's screaming and running. Like you're not going to go, oh, I better stop you. you so,
1: assuming you, you guys haven't watched this in a while, because you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a scene where she's the reigning queen of Southport. Southport. North Carolina. Come on and The home of Dawson's Beach. Take your
2: shirt off. Yes, Dawson's Beach.
1: Dawson's Beach. Anyway, she's the reigning beauty queen of that, which means she has to sit on stage for a whole thing. And there's a scene that takes the piss out of this in Scary Movie where. Oh no, that's not the point of this. The point is, she sees her she sees her boyfriend getting moided. Moided. And so she runs over to be like, Wait, save my boyfriend. He's being moided. <laughs>
0: Me. Hey, it. To me, he's got it. Oh. Hey, hey, what's the problem? Help him, he's going to kill him. Who? Who's killing who? Up in the
1: balcony. And they, they basically tackle her and say, hey, you're being hysterical, lady. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you're going to lose your crown. <laughs>
1: you're going to lose your crown. Just stand up there and look it's, pretty. It doesn't make any sense. Classic 1997 sexism, I think. There's you. a lot of
2: nonsensical moments in this. Yeah. Why did, can I just get one off my chest? Yeah. Because it's not in my, I forgot to write it down. So when when Fisher Boy goes after Ryan Philippe in the change room... Yeah. ...after he's done his little punchy, baggy, spinny, kicky montage... Yeah. ...he runs him down in the street, runs him over basically. Yeah. And yet do the police look into the fact that this kid's been run over... Shouldn't there be a shouldn't there be a warrant out for, yeah. for Fisher Boy's arrest at this point?
1: Well, there's lots, and um, he's killing people. And Johnny Galecki's already been murdered. Johnny Galecki is sleeping with the crabs. Yeah, he gets murdered for no reason. No, he's got. So apparently that wasn't originally in there, but they were like, oh, "We're going to get the body We're going to show off. the stakes, like that he's going to murder people because otherwise you didn't know that." Yeah, but he did nothing.
2: He is a little <laughs> annoying,
1: but he's it is there in the beginning as the annoying guy, but he dies instantly.
2: Yeah, like. I th- it's like they're setting him up to be the, the yeah. Guy? And
1: that would have played better if he was alive throughout the movie because it's unlikely he's the murderer if he's already dead because you it makes it harder. Can't wake up, dead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. So much in that. I've got a lot of. I've got a lot of similar uh, challenges with this picture. Mm. What else I got here?
2: Mm. I got.
1: I think the outfit is not very stealthy. We create a lot of
2: swoosh noises. Well, it's stealthy. I mean. You'd hear all, him running after you. Stealth is all about environment, Tristan. Yeah. He's in a fishing town.
1: That's true. hes hes It's basically camouflage. Mm. So visually, yes, but audibly.
2: Yeah, that's true. I, I'd say he's got it's challenges. Not, it's because not for he, sneaking.
1: He must be a fast mover because the way he takes Galecki's body out of that trunk with crabs all over it,
2: spotless within yeah. seconds. Yeah. He's, a, he's clearly a fisherman. A <laughs> swift after fisherman. That, after that pay dirt.
1: But that's absurdly fast. It makes no sense. So we're talking about the scene where Jennifer Love Hewitt opens the trunk and Galecki's in there covered in crabs. His <laughs>
2: dead, dead body covered My, in crabs.
1: Covered in crabs. Big, big blue
2: swimmer crabs.
1: She, she runs across the street or whatever, comes back two seconds later spotless. Spotless. The, the boot's spotless. So this guy is fast. No, don't,
0: don't even. He was there, goddammit, and he was wearing your jacket, Barry.
1: Where'd he go? Did the crabs carry him away? I swear to God. Maybe his superpower is speed. Maybe we're not giving him enough credit. But it doesn't maybe. make sense. And to be fair, this is a bit of a trope of the horror movie thing. People say this about Jason, I think, all the time. But I think when it's wrapped up in a better package, you're more forgiving. Like this, And maybe they give a little bit more space than that felt just not, not possible. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because of the crabs. If it was just a dead body, Maybe. But sand—it's
2: going to be sand in there, isn't there? It's all crabs. But the crabs alone are going to be a real handful.
1: Yeah, like it'll take—it's a bit fiddly.
2: And let alone a body. Yeah. You know, a full dead body—that's going to weigh a little bit. Yeah,
1: I think it's a small man, like a Lucky, but yeah, no, you're right. Um, the other—the other, the other horologic thing that rubbed me the wrong way when they first go to visit Anne H, Yep. And they're all acting very natural. It's just like. They're acting like psychopaths. Like there's no, you know this why thing would, of. Why would she
2: let, why would she ask them all those questions? Yeah. Do you leave her alone? Where's your brother? Where yeah. He died? How'd he die? Where'd and he they, die?
1: they're looking at each other like this, like they can't see her, like she can't see them. And it's, it's awful. Phone's over there. Oh, thanks. Um, Jody, Will you call AAA? You got it. Angela. Again, like these are things that you could probably say about a lot of movies. But when it's not when there's nothing else there to compensate for these things, these these things are so exposed. They feel so stupid. <laughs>
2: mm, they're out there in the wind. Without yeah. A, without a blankie.
1: Yeah, without a blankie. There's no blankie in this movie. This is yeah. the problem. Yeah, no blankie.
2: And it's windy. And it's windy because it's Southport. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: I've actually covered the rest because yeah, <laughs> my, my other one was like, "Oh, I don't know what happened."
2: <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. The irony is, I don't know what happened last summer. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've got some theories on what you did last summer. A, um, oh, should I get into some I repitches? Was
2: say, um, we, so, we, ch- we chatted mildly during the week. Yeah, and um, sometimes
1: with a shit movie, I try and come up with a repitch to make it better, and I struggled. And Greg said, "Come up with some." Bad (laughs) repitches, yeah,
2: because they're probably still going to be better. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so I came up with (laughs) ten. So, um, ten bad repitches that would still be better than this movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right here we go.
2: Are you going? What's the, what's the order here?
1: The order, they're all mixed, but the last two I kind of like. Okay. All right, first, number 10, I know what you did last summer in space. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. Yep. Keep going. Number nine, I know what you did last winter. Oh, chilling,
2: nice. Chilling. Just chilling. Good. Give you the
1: chills. Good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number eight, <laughs> I can't count backwards. I found your Achilles count. <laughs> I know what you did next summer. Ah, Time travel Time (laughs) travel Good Yeah right Number seven I know what you did last Christmas Royalties uh, uh, You're cashing out every year Merch Yeah Yeah, merch Christmas It's a cash cow baby That's good Seasonal
2: People love a seasonal film
1: All right. how about this one I know what you did last summer But what they did last summer Was roll a pig up in a carpet And throw him off a bridge
2: Yes Keep
1: going What if I know who you did last summer Porn parody
2: that's what I had from, yep.
1: I know what you did last Tuesday.
2: Um, you hung out with Maury.
1: Yeah, well, Tuesday I think they probably had tacos or something, but one of their mates was left out and he felt a bit left yeah, out, but yeah. they honestly didn't think he liked tacos. They didn't invite him and it gets real awkward. So that's, that's There's something I'm, there. Something there. Okay, how about this one? I know what you did last summer, but they're stop-motion dogs directed very symmetrically by Wes Anderson. Okay, yep. Number
2: two. Oh, this
1: one. These are the two I like there. Number two, I know he did last summer, directed by Jordan Peele, and it's actually a lesson on rich white kids getting away with shit that no one else would. Mm. Soundtrack, Frank Ocean, Super Rich Kids. Mm. Super Rich yeah, Kids. Yeah. But yeah. With, with an eerie tinge to it like I he did with... Yeah,
2: it. yeah,
1: like he did with us, with that...
2: I still haven't seen that.
1: Oh, it's not bad. Number one, now this is actually a legit re-pitch, I reckon. Now we mentioned... Kevin Williamson was the writer of Dawson's Creek. So I pitched, inspired in part, in many, in more than part, in a large part, mm-hmm. by From Dust Till Dawn, the genre shift. What if suddenly Dawson's Creek season three, they hit a fisherman in their car? Mm-hmm. And the same plot unfolds, but we're talking Dawson, Pacey, Joey, and Jen. The chick. Jen.
2: There you go.
1: That's a whole season. And then it goes back to normal. After yeah. that so there's a whole, di- why don't TV shows do that? Just change genre for a season. I reckon that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be I'll good? I'd be down with that. I'd be so down with that. And, the, and, it's and because right it's, da- it's
2: Dawson's Beach. And It's Dawson's true. Beach, yeah, man. Exactly.
1: It's a small town. It actually makes a lot of sense.
2: And they were always so miserable in that show. Yeah. It's almost like they had done they something had like done it. kill they're, someone. They're not telling us. Yeah. yeah. We're not in on it. Oh, the audience.
1: Maybe that was always what Dawson's Creek was really about.
2: Why are they all so sad? They have a really Fuck, good life. Dawson's parents are like genetic fact. gods. He's banging the hottest chick. Yeah. Awkwardly. Wow. And he's still crying.
1: Greg, you've given me something to think about. They're murderers. Mm. Hmm. Dawson Leary is a, a mojderer. <laughs> Explains a lot.
2: Yeah. John Coffee He's a He's a mojderer. <laughs> I like it. Good top ten. I actually
1: quite like the last two though. I think that could work. Like Jordan Peele, because he's he's not directed, but he's producing the Candyman one, which I think is going to have a bit more Rachel. But, and the
2: director is someone of note. Hey, I can't remember now. Fuck. Same. Yeah. Should but
1: we? it's got Yaya, what's his name in it? And I fucking rate him. Who's that? He's the guy who was in The Get Down, which you still haven't watched, which I strongly recommend. Yeah. He is, he's, he is special sauce. Throw him in any movie, he's special sauce. He's he's a superstar. Is, he's going to be huge. Huge. You heard it here first. This is Ray Romano taking serious roles. This is, is it that Matthew it? McConaughey winning Oscar Prediction. But isn't he already prediction. pretty famous? Yeah, he's going he's to be huge. Household name. You haven't heard of him. Yeah. He's going to be but huge.
2: I'm, I'm Greg Canning. You're Greg Canning.
1: Um, we haven't addressed this head on yet, have we? The fact that we, I think we've both kind of said this, but we haven't actually addressed it in that we both thought this was the shitty um, cash in on the new genre created by Scream. Yes. It's written by the same guy. Yeah. Which I didn't realize before researching this movie. It's written by the same guy. So yeah. it's, that kind of changes the narrative in my head. I always thought of this as the
2: go to Quentin Tarantino's. It makes, it confuses <laughs> yeah. me a little. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of because this guy went off. on to
1: write Scream too, and like he's he's good, and not to say, I mean who knows with a different director? I forgot to mention the director's name. He's a guy who doesn't seem to have directed much else than this, really. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is really interesting because like Scream did better, but not a crazy amount better. That had a budget of fifteen million dollars and grossed one hundred seventy-three million. And this is the Scream guy, so yeah. It's and Scream is
2: significantly better.
1: And oh, Well, this is the other thing too because Scream 2 is still good. They're, they're all What's pretty Scream good. Scream
2: 2? Which one's Jada Pinkett Smith in just the beginning? Two, of, I
1: think. Maybe the beginning of two or three. I can't remember. And that's that's the other thing too. Those movies are quite gory. Not gory but there's blood. There's no blood in this movie.
2: Yeah, there is. There's blood on Ryan, designer blood on Ryan Filipe's face. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Which is weird. Wouldn't that be a splattering, not a smearing? Yeah. He's got a smearing of blood.
1: Like, oh, that implies the body would be gone over his head if it's a schmearing.
2: which would have killed him.
1: Yeah. Or
2: but at the least. body's in
1: front, isn't it? No, yeah. it's behind. I don't know. I don't know. Um we talked about the cast a little bit, but it's quite the time capsule is it not? Yes. This was in their ascension. Some of them were relatively unknown, some were more known with the buffies and such, the parties of fives and such. Yeah. Um, But sometimes, you know, they say the candle that burns twice as bright burns half as long. Mm. Now maybe this could be said for this cast, maybe it couldn't. But should we get into a little bit of…
2: Where do you want to start?
1: Should we get the obvious one out of the way? Um, It's kind of funny that one of the minor characters in this movie became the most successful 20 years later at least, Johnny Galecki. Absolutely. Big Bang Theory. And actually I've always been a fan of his. I guess a kid. On Roseanne? Yeah. I related to him a lot. Well, he's… That's, he was my guy on Roseanne and so I've always had one eye on him as like my
2: guy. Because that's the, that's the reality of it. Like you look at him now on he's you know, a, he, getting paid so rich, 900 US an episode. Is that what he big got? Big bang. Fuck. Two years ago he was the second highest paid TV star in the world. Fuck. That is significant.
1: And he disappeared. This is the thing with TV stars in particular… They can disappear for a while and then it's just come back. It's kind of the lottery. Yeah, like Stamos disappeared for ages, then came back. Like he was my go-to as a bit of a joke name for a while. like John Stamos. But you
2: almost want to be in a chuckle or piece of shit show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Oh fuck yeah.
2: Like, what's the one? What's the other one? Two and a half men. Two and a half men. Yeah. That actually that had Charlie Sheen, so it was kind of funny. But
1: but it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know no saying. offense,
2: we're probably gonna. Piss a few listeners off. I'm not a Big Bang Theory fan. No, it's not my drive. No, I took great offence at uni one day. Um, um, I was it came up in a meet and greet of you, group. Yeah, this is post grad, right? So this is like oh. three years ago. Yeah, recently.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
2: they were like, they were like, yeah, Big Bang Theory. And I was like, really? Wow. I was like, oh, it's rubbish. It's and the guy was like, yeah, you're probably just not getting it. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, and he, the thing is he was a really smart guy. <laughs> he was like a chemical engineer of some sort.
1: So maybe there's in-jokes with the science There stuff. would be a little yeah. bit.
2: But I was like probably. So maybe you feel yeah.
1: special because it's like, oh, they're talking about my thing. Yeah. But I was like maybe. If,
2: it's, if it's smart enough for me not to be getting it, then 200 million Americans wouldn't be watching it.
1: I do have a level of respect for those shows. Yeah, of course. But but, but I, uh, it's not my jam.
2: Anyway. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so he did that. He was also um, he was Russ in um, the Christmas National Lampoons. He was the son. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. So he's had he's had these sort of like little he roles along up the in way. A couple of things, um, obviously. And so
1: I was very happy for him when Big Bang happened, but I wasn't into it.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But man, he got some bank, bro. Man, absolutely cool.
1: And it's and it's kind of cool with that show that these very nerdy looking guys. Became so rich. Like that yeah, is I like cool. it. I like it. And they're not just conventionally, you know, star types.
2: Well, who's the 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 extra dorky? The extra dorky one does the impersonations. He does, he does the does mean the, Nick Cage. He does the amazing Nick Cage. It's like perfect.
1: But actually, you just reminded me so, the other the other Blossom. one in that Blossom. Because I watched, did you watch Blossom as a kid? Yeah. She's in Big Bang now. So <gasps> the, as, is the, that se- her? as as the seasons went on, they introduced the chicks, and then they're all rich now too. So. Is that Blossom? I loved Blossom as a kid. And she was another one. I was like, what happened to Blossom? What happened to Blossom? That's her?
2: Yeah. I didn't. Wow. 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 Some big wows there. Yeah, that's a massive wow.
1: And so we got pretty excited about a minor character in this movie. Probably should get to the main character. Where are we going next? Why don't we start with Jennifer Love Hewitt, who I think, to be fair, I think she did a fine job with what she had here. I think she did all right. Some
2: of the others come across. She plays an emo quite well.
1: she, She looks. She's a good sort <laughs> yes and <laughs> she's good being tortured a little bit yeah that's what i mean she's, Wait, a, she's a good emo bad.
2: oh but she was she, so she, over the top in party of five she, she, bailey i can't let you yeah. put me through this again not after to last time you gotta learn to stop and accept your addiction was party five party five a big one for you I fucking hated Party of Five. Yeah. They were all so miserable. I think we, all were, the fucking time. I think in
1: my household, we watched like season one and then not. It was a big, it was a cultural event. It was it, was,
2: it was significant. I think my brother liked it.
1: And at the time, what was the song? at the time, we didn't really have cable. And so, like, we'd get handed down these shows from the US that would be hyped up for months before. And so you're like, oh, I'm going to watch that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't get everything. We just got the the air quotes, best ones. So it was like a cultural event to watch Party of Five. Uh, yeah, so in looking into the cast on this one, because we were like, yeah, what happened to these guys? A lot of often when we prep for this show, we watch like YouTube interviews and stuff and sometimes we include clips. A lot of the stuff that I watched is like not, not clip worthy for the show. But let me tell you, I think I had some people all wrong. Yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. I, I mentioned before, I was always like, eh. Well, she's a good egg, man. She's just a she? good egg. She just seems like a lovely person. Very happy-go-lucky about it all. Um, yeah, right. I think we get used to the oh, I do, get used to the idea that the people you see in these movies are actually like 25 or whatever. She was 18, but yeah, forget how young she was. And I know we're going to, we, how can we not talk about her singing career? Yes. Um, she's interesting.
2: She's still singing, I believe.
1: Well, I looked it up. She's got one song on her Vivo, uh-huh. which seems to be a song from a few years ago from the show The Blacklist.
2: I don't know. She's done a lot of television.
1: Yeah, she's done a lot of television.
2: So the client list. The, Did she have a show called the Client List? Maybe the Ghost the Shopping Whisperer.
1: List. Shopping List. The List List. No, so well after this, so she's she's doing Party of Five. Let's let's give yeah, her a bit yeah, of a let's yeah. give her a bit okay, of a wrap up. Okay. She's doing Party of Five. She gets this. Uh-huh. She's still doing Party of Five. Uh-huh. She does can't hardly wait. That's ah, a big of one. course. That's when she's really getting icon yeah. status there.
2: We'll uh, we'll definitely cover that. We'll cover it at some point.
1: Um, then she goes on to things like Heartbreakers with Sigourney Weaver, I believe. Familiar with that work. And then there's there's lots of little things around there. Those are the big ones. The second phase of her career is more on TV with things like The Ghost Whisperer with mm-hmm. Sir Jamie Kennedy. Um, but she also had a music career as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a singer. I actually do have a clip of her this same year promoting this very movie on the Rosie O'Donnell Show. And what should happen but – she breaks out into song. Would you like to sing a little song I would love here? to. What do you want to sing? I would love to. Um, do you like Motown music? I love Motown. Can I do dancing in the streets? I sang that at the Motown Cafe. John, do you know ago. this? Go ahead, do a little.
0: Well, um, will David...
1: All right, wait, what? Well, um, will David come out and dance? I, David Evangelist, I'm such a huge fan of his. He You're come a fan out of and, David Evangelist? come out and dance? He's, uh, David! Some guy
0: to right. sing if you dance. If you dance, the right. okay.
2: yeah. yeah. are yeah. Why do people dance without moving their feet?
1: So as to not fall over. I think it's it's the same reason people don't train legs is because people tend to think of this as the main show. Interesting. I remember when her song came out. How
2: do I deal with love? (laughs) Yeah. How can I even deal?
1: (laughs) I remember that came out. She's like, well, actually, I've always been a singer. I actually wanted to be a singer before I was an actor. So I thought it was interesting to see her actually sing when Mm. she was young. But good for her. I mean, yeah. Pursuing her
2: talents, you know. Yeah. It's good to people... I I've always envied these people who despite headwinds like lack of talent but
1: she actually can sing she can uh, enough enough yeah. oh look she if she so, was if she was born she 10 years, she years probably later probably had, she had be a on pretty Kalea good career or she's oh no she's fine yeah she's
2: doing fine she got married she had the babies yeah I don't know what she's doing probably living a pretty good life and well, I respect her
1: let me tell you the other one i got wrong with this i hated not just didn't like i actually hated freddie prince junior growing up and maybe that was a, like a is he's boringly thing. handsome. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was boringly handsome, mm. and so I was like, "That's my thing, you bastard." <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was quite boring, though. I just felt like, what are you? What, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, it has built over the years because I've seen a couple of things, and actually, maybe even when we did a different episode because we had that clip of him talking about Chris Klein. Remember when we did the
2: the American yeah, Pie episode, and he was the way vaguely. he was talking was quite engaging. All right, what do you
1: got? Well, basically. He's a very interesting guy, Freddie Prince Jr. So he's the son of Freddie Prince Senior.
2: Yes. Do we want to go there first?
1: I think it organically builds from there because this is part of the character that I've come to find quite interesting.
2: So I didn't know that full transparency. I didn't know there was a Freddie Prince Senior.
1: I think it might have been one of those things have like been, googled I googled when heard, the internet first started. Like I might
2: have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm going to give you. So he did have a father who was. Um, a comedian, comedian, yeah, uh, a famous guy. Um, so I'm going to give you. It's a short and sad story, basically.
1: Very short. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So he died when he was 22. Yes. Yeah, um, I believe he might have died before Freddie Prinze Jr. was born.
1: It was oh. early because the way he talks. I got a clip later. The way he talks about it is very distant. Like he yeah. talks about it in ways where well, I wouldn't talk about my dad like that. So
2: the very brief synopsis of his dad's life. Born in mid fifties, um, he was a small child. His mum enrolled him into ballet classes so he would lose weight. This anyway, is senior. This a senior. About. Yeah, wow. And he uh, basically took a shining to ballet and and yep. just performing. Yeah. and went on to some sort of art school. And then turned oh. out he was pretty funny. Started doing stand up. He was pretty yeah. good. Started getting like booking lots of gigs. So along the way, he met a few girls. It, so he seemed like he was a bit of a womanizer. Like he, he was dating Pamela Greer for a period around the same time as.
1: Well, he cheated with Pam Greer. Yeah, I was going to say. So the that same was time the clip that I found. Um, where I was like, "That's a weird way you talk about your dad." And then he, he basically did that. Greg struck at his shoulder. Was like, what are like, you going to do? 1973,
2: he's like, Pam Greer. That's
1: basically oh. what he said about his dad. So he's that distant from it that he's able to talk about it in that way. It's oh, really? That's fascinating.
2: Yeah. So he ma- so he married a lady, um, had a son, but he didn't didn't see, like he seemed to have other women around the same time. A lot of women. A lot. Like
1: um, what's his name? Richard Pryor apparently hated him because he hooked up with Pam Greer. Oh, really? Pam, so, Pam Greer. Yeah. is wrong. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, what can you do?
2: So yeah. Um, I guess probably on the saddest side of things, he was he suffered depression. Yeah. He he'd been driving with Quaaludes and his wife divorced him. Yeah. Um and then he actually he shot himself in the head in front of his manager. Uh, um and apparently he apparently used to play Russian roulette in front of people.
1: Yeah, apparently like the well, I don't know, the coroner or the whatever ruled it an accident or something. Yeah, because
2: he had this reputation, but there was there was he'd left it known. And. Yeah,
1: and the family, the way Freddie Prinz Jr. was talking about it was the family talks about it as suicide. Whether or not that's just to process it or whatever, that's how they talk about it. But,
2: yeah. Peace out. Apparently just before he died, a few months, um, he'd just signed a five-year NBC deal worth like $6 million, which that's in the mid-'70s. To make a sitcom? Uh, didn't It just sort of said that line, so, p- yeah, probably. Because
1: one of the things that Freddie Prinze Jr. did... Was basically he's saying, like, he felt a lot of pressure as a junior to, like...
2: Live up to his dad's... Yeah, he's like,
1: he says something like, when you're a junior, you're basically a living statue of the senior. Yeah. so I didn't know about that deal, but I think he eventually did do a sitcom briefly. To try and... As, like, the... Well, I'll do it. I'll do the sitcom. And it was called Freddy or whatever. Um... And I, I think it ultimately failed, but he didn't. He wasn't even that into it. Any, he was more like he wanted to just do the right thing. Mm. And he's he's such an interesting dude because one of those ones I immediately dismiss as like oh he's washed up or whatever. And he's just retired. <laughs> he's fully like yeah. into it. He's doing things he's interested in. He's done like voices on video
2: games. And he's um, um and he's married Sarah Michelle Gellar. He
1: married Sarah Michelle Gellar. They've been married they for made, over like, twenty, 20 years. years. And so they
2: got kids. And and the way he talks about that is
1: just so awesome. So I do have a clip about that. So this is him. A lot of these things I'm referring to happened in this one interview on the Fighter and the Kid the podcast. Mm. You know those guys. No, of course not. There's two guys. You'll know him when you see him. But he talked about a lot about that stuff with his dad, and um, he's just not that into the scene at mm. all. So I don't really care about that stuff. I just want to like hang with my family. We have got enough money. Like he gives a fuck. Mm. And um, he talks about him and Sarah Michelle Gellar. They met on this movie, but they didn't actually date for quite a while
2: okay
0: um but when we first met like we were friends but we had zero in common movie. like she was the manhattan new york girl who had spent her since age four doing burger king commercials with seth green oh, wow. to to buffy which was about to come out and, and she had done soaps in between and a couple <laughs> movies and tv shows so she was very savvy and and hip and a bit you know cynical of the business already and here i was like you know Baby Bruce Lee, like, I was very much, like, always outside of the trailer looking at the sun. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, so we had literally nothing in common. And I would drive her. We were shooting in this little town called Southport, North Carolina. Um, where they still rocked the Confederate flag and wrote spick on my door, but misspelled it. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> that's, that's S-P-I-C-C. Just, Fucking show just, that just guy. one. They've, they, or just the K, actually. They didn't do the C. Oh, God. Um, S-P-I-K, yeah. And through, so you know, they the were window. educated guys who did that. Um, so yeah, so they sucked. And so we would drive to a Wilmington where people were a bit more liberal and, uh, it was more of a college town. And I would take her to the gym and we just had these, like, you know, tons of conversations the way two young actors do. And there was zero, like sexual tension that just no chemistry at all it was zero chemistry it just wasn't on the table so we became friends for a good three four years where i would go to her house i knew her mom i knew her friends you know my cousins i i kept my family real close to me when i when i moved out here and uh all of a sudden we were going out to dinner with a friend of ours who no showed us and like halfway through the dinner i was like yo this she's hot like and i just all of a sudden was like this is not a friend thing Whoa. anymore and instead of like That's going rare. home like we took a walk down by the beach and I was like oh yeah she's not going to take a walk unless she's trying to smooch and then we smooched and it was game off.
1: And they've been married ever since and you know what's mad as well like you don't see much of either is people but the main reason is they just have a deal of like like family first kind of thing like no one takes a job too far away so they just do this I guess they got enough money they're just like yeah we'll do the stuff that interests us he's done some voices on they've both done voices on like one of those Star Wars cartoons. Mm-hmm. He's done voices on pretty big video games like Mass Effect and Dragon Age, which are not Game of Great games, but they're big games. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I do have a clip from the game, but I won't put you through that. Thank you. Um, but he's also he just seems like almost, I wouldn't say quite Jeff Goblin-esque, but in a way a little bit in terms of he just seems to enjoy. He just like, he, he I've watched a few interviews and every interview he's so engaged and he's just like, yeah, I'll tell you about stuff and let's talk about things there is one I will – it's not a very great clip, but I'll, I'll play it. Because is in a Star Wars animated series, he has a rant against Star Wars fans, which is pretty spectacular. I just like the passion he's exhibiting here.
0: I did a Star Wars cartoon, so even I get hate from Star Wars fans when I'm like, look, dog, you're just mad the franchise isn't aging with you. Right, yeah, right. But that ain't how it works. The first one was for fucking kids. Right. Yep. The second three were for different fucking kids. <laughs> and this one is for kids. You just pissed off that Han Solo gave the fucking Millennium Falcon to a girl.
2: <laughs> yes. That's it.
0: Because Luke Skywalker's Cinderella. Or Sleeping Beauty, okay? He can talk to things that don't speak English and understands what they're fucking saying. (laughs) He gets a fairy godfather instead of a fairy godmother who teaches him how to be the best Jedi in the world in no time fucking flat. And everybody, like, I know more about the Force than most people, because Dave Filoni taught me and George Lucas taught him. And all these video games have fucked people up on what the Force is. Like, Luke's skill doesn't dictate whether he wins or loses. The Emperor doesn't dictate whether he wins or loses. The Force dictates who wins or loses based on balance.
2: I just
1: like how hard he's nerding out on it.
2: <laughs> Maybe we need to get Freddie Prince Jr. in here.
1: That's kind of what I'm thinking. There's a few dimensions here. He's talking very sweetly about meeting his wife of 20 years. He's nerding out hardcore with Star Wars, but he, he has, has awesome.
2: a good voice, by the way. He
1: does have a good voice. Well, that's why he does the voice. The voice he does in Dragon Age is like a big bull guy. Um,
2: yeah, like yeah, of yeah. Meaning. He's got a great yeah.
1: voice. And then he's got the whole martial arts side of it too. So this is interesting. Yeah, so it's all dimensions. He should be a podcaster. He actually should. He
2: probably (laughs) should. The martial arts side of it is um, when his dad started his ascent in the scene and started becoming more famous, he started taking martial arts lessons, which was the style at the time. Right, because of the Bruce Lee shit. Yeah, Yeah, so there was, I mean, anyone is anyone, as you know, I've talked about a little bit before in this podcast about famous people who were, Learning karate or Kung Fu off Bruce Lee. Yeah, because Elvis um, and… Elvis was a big one. There's, there's a long list. But, you know, Bruce Lee was important player there as was um, Chuck Norris and another guy in that sort of world was a guy called Bob Wall who's really I famous. think that's the name
1: he might keep saying, yeah. yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. name that he keeps saying. And so, Gene LaBelle he talks about a lot. Gene LaBelle,
2: yeah. obviously we've talked about a bit in this yeah. podcast. Uh, the godfather of uh, judo. The godfather of making… American um, judo. Um, making Seagal shit himself. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's and he, he, he also be. was, he sort of created Ronda Rousey. He taught her judo. and, yeah. she obviously and he created in
1: shit in Steven Seagal's pants. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> he made Stephen <laughs> shit himself apparently. Yeah. But everyone… He did much more, you're right. Yeah, everyone except um, Steven Seagal admits that. <laughs> um, so Bob Wall, for our fight fans slash kung fu movie fans out there, would know him from a couple of uh, Bruce Lee movies. Um, most notably he was O'Hara. In uh, Enter the Dragon, so Enter the Dragon, he's the big white bad guy, the beard, and Bruce Lee. He yeah, kills Bruce yeah, Lee's yeah, yeah, sister, yeah. and then Bruce Lee fucks him up, yeah, kills yeah, yeah. him, jumps on his chest, and does the really famous.
1: We should do one of those movies. A hundred percent. I'm, yeah. I have, I've, I've got a real itch to watch
2: some old. Yeah, Fu, I'm keen. So, so that's his. So that's his Godfather. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is cool. Like that's a that's cool. It,
1: it almost, they're basically like father figure. Like he talks about it as like these guys raised him essentially. Yeah. So he's, he's taught – they go off on tangents well, his about, dad
2: died when he was 22. Yeah, so he like was – Like his dad was 22. Yeah. He, was, he was an
1: he, infant. He's talking – he sounds like the third host of an MMA podcast when they're talking. He does have that. He's he's fully knowledgeable in all of this shit. But He grew up – I didn't expect any of this from him. I've been blown away by Fred Prince Jr., <laughs> man. Has he got skills? Apparently he does. Yeah, yeah. Apparently he can fight and stuff. I mean, I don't know to what degree. I'm no Greg Carney over here.
2: He got his ass whipped by Ryan Felipe. <laughs> in this? <laughs> Ryan Felipe is a black belt in Taekwondo. Really? That's why they made him do those stupid kicks. He, Remember when he's doing the skidding kicks on the bag? And uh, he's like, why are you doing that? Uh, yeah, so okay. So is Michelle, Sarah Michelle Gellar. She's also a Taekwondo. So everyone backpack. in this
1: movie. So they could take this. This is the thing. This bad guy is there. He's not scary at all.
2: He wasn't. At the end, he wasn't even like big. or. He's just some guy. He's just an old fisherman like, dude. That's not scary. No, like, you, you didn't, yeah, there needed a paranormal twist.
1: Yeah, it it is something.
2: It's anyway, not scary. We yeah. digress. Where we digress. Are we, are we? Are we wrapping?
1: Well, just to just to round this out, just to touch on legacy of this movie, there's obviously a sequel called I Still Know We Did Last Summer. Um, but did you know there's a threequel
2: mm.
1: called I'll Always Know We Did Last? I Summer? I nearly
2: accidentally bought it on iTunes.
1: <laughs> did you? And then, of course, I think the biggest legacy is the lasting. Um, loving partnership of Sarah Michelle Gellar and Absolutely. And Absolutely And we
2: salute you We support that Fuck yeah We're very pro monogamy and yeah. love on this podcast And we didn't
1: talk as much about Sarah Michelle Gellar As the other guys We'll get to but her But we will because she's got other movies we'll, yeah. We're big fans. Yeah um, But should we get into Verdict?
2: Let's do it I don't know what to say
0: really I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing I am the law. I'd like you to answer the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further, Your Honor.
2: And that's all I had to say about that.
1: So overall, I thought it was pretty shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Not all that exciting. And I think in in the game of '90s scary movies, we've got plenty others to There's choose others, from. Yeah. It's a no. uh, It's finally, we've got one that's best left in, in the, the past. past.
2: Oh, it's good. It feels good to say that. It does. It's I feel like liberating. we have a legitimate premise of it. Yeah, a podcast guys. Now. We don't say yes to everything. Yeah, right? We have taste or standards And hopefully, this or is something, something we can all
1: agree on because sometimes I say no to things and people are like, oh, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, Let's get into some of our tests, our patented uh-huh. double impact tests. Did Simpsons do it? Yes, they did. did, Because in one of the Treehouse of Horrors episodes, um, there's a story called I Know What You Diddly Idly Did Last uh, Summer. That's,
2: that must have been Flanders that wrote that. It
1: was. Porn parody. Now, I thought I gave a pretty good suggestion before. I know who you did last that summer. That was mine. That's all I had. Well, it should be. But the only one I found was <laughs> and it's not all that creative. I know who you fucked last summer. Okay. Mm, that's no good. I'm I like lying. the creativity that yeah. comes from these. I'm disgusted by that. That's, that's shit. That's shit. If the porn industry doesn't have creativity, what's left? No. Bechdel test almost. I think they talk. But what about in the store when she, they catch up for the first oh, time? Oh, yeah. That's a pass. A pass? Right.
2: Hit it. I know I grilled you we last get week. You don't to pass that often. Yeah, yeah. Like, Tristan's really ready to the rules. You were on the back foot this week, weren't you? I, <laughs> I was like, is that okay? You're okay, Greg? Is are okay, okay, Greg?
1: Greg the feminine. I again.
2: am lord and ruler of all things back to. <laughs> it shall pass.
1: Um, FX test to the special effects hold up. Yeah. I think the dead bodies look Yeah, the,
2: the dead bodies look pretty plasticky. Yeah, super. I thought it was a mannequin. Yeah. And I actually, thought they were faking a body.
1: Yeah. And also, those shots, they could have just had the actor lie down. Like, they weren't With like. With the
2: crabs. <laughs> kind of. Why not? I need to. Sorry. Yeah. You <laughs> need the
1: crab? Um, explosions? No explosions. That's a fail. No explosions. Um, big fail. Do they say the name of the movie in the movie? They write it. They write it. I think that counts. It
2: definitely counts. Recast is I just, from reading that and going, oh, I didn't do any. I didn't, didn't any. I, didn't I didn't do I didn't either. I couldn't be bothered.
1: Uh, Tom Holland, whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Zadania. I would say if I was doing a recasties, I would have Jennifer Love Hewitt playing Anne Hesh.
1: Yeah, like a hand-me-down. Like when um, someone else, yeah, yeah. I, I like know
2: that. a little something about what you girls are looking at.
1: <laughs> like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's good. I like Thanks, that. Thanks, man.
1: <laughs> I like that a lot. Um... Six degrees of JCVD, I started looking into it and I couldn't.
2: I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You know why? Because it's a sometimes thing. Because I like to do it, but you know what? I had heaps of shit to do this week. Yeah,
1: this week was hectic. i got a pitch going Justin on. Justin and I have jobs. We've got day jobs. It's a bit hectic, man.
2: And but probably ho- uh, yeah. they're like on the busier side of a job.
1: This is, especially right now, it's been a lot. Yeah, so. I was worried we we're gonna not be able to do this episode. To be honest, mate, I was,
2: I was almost I had I was, my finger
1: on the button. Did yeah. you? I had my finger on the button. But I had, I had a good sesh last night. Then early this morning to get on top of it. But uh, we try to bring this shit to you guys because um, we, we love, we it. love, and we love doing it. Don't get me wrong, we love doing it. This is it's fun for us. But hopefully, you guys enjoy it too. Um, if you do, please leave a review on Apple Podcast in particular. Uh, next week I believe we're hitting big time next week. <laughs> that's great. I think he's doing Indiana Jones because that's what we're doing. Which one? I think we, should we do the? Fir- I think we should do the first one. Start at the beginning. I think so. It's only the beginning. It probably matters less for Indiana Jones, doesn't it?
2: I mean,
1: oh, let's start at the beginning for me because I'm a bit blurry with those.
2: Okay, yeah, they're not really connected.
1: They're not connected, but I'm cu- I'm curious to take the journey from no, beginning I am. to end. I'll
2: one, all right, let's do it. Let's
1: do it. So that's happening so this next one's the week. Best, just FYI. Oh, there you go. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I heard the last one was pretty good. With this, I've never aliens. seen it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll it. talk to it in the episode. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. Hey, if you want to follow us on Instagram, do that. We're right there leave us a review if you can but otherwise we'll see you next week thanks guys Bye. bye